this is Wicked Spursy. Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave, special guest with us today, our buddy Brian. Brian, let's start with you. How you doing? Um, <clears throat> well, I'm a member of a football club that feels like it's uh trying to do everything it can to cease to exist as we knew it. So there's that. Um, but uh, you know, hey, it's Monday. Uh, things can definitely get worse from here. So there's that optimism we love in Brian. So good. To no, have I'm, you back. I'm go. I'm going like uh, darker than Steve on this podcast today. This is. Uh, we'll, we'll see you know. about that. Yeah. Uh, well, he's like <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> but uh, no, other than that, doing great. Always happy to chat with you guys. It's uh, always a pleasure, and thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And we will segue to uh, the Prince of Darkness himself, Steve. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> you know, have you guys ever seen the Simpsons movie? Yes. <laughs> Seed in the beginning where Bart makes this comment, this is the worst day of my life. And Homer comforts him by saying, it's the worst day of your life so far. That's <laughs> kind of what I'm getting at for, for Todd Hotspur right now. Um, so I, I definitely sympathize with uh, with good old Brian's statement. Uh, I think we'll bring plenty of negativity here um, over the course of the next hour or so. Um Fortunately, all is not lost because there is somebody, some individual on this show who is in the happiest place on earth <laughs> and can hopefully offset the negativity brought forth by myself and by <laughs> Brian from Rhode Island. Again, the segues are teeing themselves up. <laughs> our, our our boy Mike wasn't supposed to be with us tonight. You were just supposed to have the gruesome twosome Steve and I joined by old boy Rhode Island Brian. But Mike, in a uh, in a stroke of fair weather for us, perhaps bad weather for him, is joining us from a seedy hotel room somewhere in <laughs> Central Florida. Michael, how are you, my friend? This is a nice Super Eight motel that I've ever been in in my life. I got to tell you, the bed spring, the bed springs actually, like, the ones that were poking up through the mattress, are actually not even rusty yet. So, like, perfect. Yeah, I think we're in good shape. Uh, how I mean, much is it? Sort of like, <laughs> how much is it per hour? <laughs> Coin operated oh, or no? Glad you asked. <laughs> um, no, I got this. Uh, we got this nice, like. Uh, one bedroom little villa situation. We're at the very top floor, uh, overlooking this beautiful golf course, uh, of which I can make no use of because I'm uh, I'm going to be partaking in, in, in some more of the theme park adventures. Uh, so far, we've uh, hit Magic Kingdom, we've hit Epcot Center, and today we did Hollywood Studios. But uh, the reason I'm actually here with you guys today um, was because that we got rained out. <clears throat> And for you, you know, when we made the call to, to cut it short, um, in typical Florida fashion, it said it was going to rain all night long. The second we got back to the hotel, it changed. Be but hey, that's that's when you go to the pool and uh, you, you just relax a little bit, right? 
you know, we haven't relaxed yet. You know, I got like <laughs> 20,000 steps each day the past couple of days, like 20,000 plus. I've got droids down here on the floor that are yelling at me. Uh, I got to tell you, going to the Star Wars uh, Galaxy's Edge or whatever it is, uh, the second that we walked down under the lamp to get there, uh, I had this crazy, like, super real, visceral, like, emotional, like, just reaction to it. And I uh, very, very nearly cried when I saw the woman talking because there it was in all its glory in, like, real life size. So you are not, you uh, are. You are adult man number four to tell me that exact story. Like I have like three uh, three <laughs> other friends who are funny. like, and some of whom are rival Steve for cynicism. Uh, and they're like, yeah, man, you like you, you come around a corner. It's just a goddamn Millennium Falcon. I like had to like walk away for a second and get myself under control. <laughs> yeah, Lily, Lily's like, oh my God, dad. Because she was in front of me. She was, oh my God, dad. And I, <laughs> she turned around and she was like, oh my God. And I saw it and I came around the corner. I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! And and Amy said that uh, she had wished she had left me with her. But like, what, what was that last thing? I actually, lost you. Mike lost you a little bit there. What was the last thing she said? She, she wished she had uh, recorded me. Ah. That reaction. <laughs> that would have been good to insert into the pod right now. But uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing there. So um, yeah, it it was it, it was pretty damn cool. Uh, then we uh, took the kids to. Uh, to the uh the droid factory did some uh we made some droids kids got their uh little bb units we got bb28 and just mola um uh bb28 is uh oddly enough like Aston Villa colors west ham <laughs> nice any any of the 45 other colored you know crimson and blue colored teams out there um but you know what a great day outside of the rain. You know, I mean, got to be a kid again. Went to Toy through Toy Story. That was wild. Slicky Dog Ride was fun. Uh, just had a great time overall. I just wish we could have experienced more of it. And we don't have another day there since. What's that line from uh, National Lampoon's Vacation? Where it's it's the hap, hap, happiest place on earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First clues, you know, kids. There was a point. There was a point yesterday when we were, uh, or yeah, yeah, it's yesterday. We we're at a uh, at Magic Kingdom, and we were going like it felt like we were going in circles, you know. And I was like, "Weren't we just here?" And and Amy's did another National Lampoon's thing, and she goes, "Hey kids, there's Big Ben." Parliament. <laughs> Good connection with our English, our English supporters, Mike. I, I like how you you teed that up for them. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, hey, how'd your Epcot uh, journey go? Did you get all the way around the world or did you fall short because the park closed? Uh, fell short of Canada. <laughs> fell short of Canada. The closest place to you and you fell short of Canada. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. I, I went into the, the English pubs and the, the bartender uh, was uh, weird, weirdly, oddly enough, uh, was a Nottingham Forest fan. And uh, I guess that's not totally odd. He was a younger guy, so. But uh, as I was leaving the place, I was shouting, "Come on, you Spurs!" In anticipation for the big win we were going to have uh, the next day, uh, we didn't win. So I think that's what we're here talking about today. 
have a little therapy session. And and here we are. Glad to be with you, cool. gentlemen. Um, I will throw out to you that uh, had one of those good weekends of Saturday outdoor full of yard work. Sunday recovered from Saturday being outdoor full of yard work. And uh, in fact, still feel it a little bit. And then I was actually sharing with Mike. Um, I told him I won't give too much detail, but we got cool news. Uh, the oldest boy, uh, Mike and Steve, you know him, graduates from college in a little less than a month. Um, found out that he got accepted into one of the law schools he's interested in going to. So right. curious to All see right. what what develops with that and uh, more to come soon. So uh, dad has what he wants, but we'll see what we'll see what the boy wants, because that's what actually, we're gonna, we're gonna actually matters. Fair enough. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. And uh, I want to point out, uh, listeners can't see this, but Brian, I see your uh, your name on the Zoom. Um, I saw that <laughs> same stat today. So yes, two percent chances yeah. is still a chance. So yeah. appreciate that optimism. You're no cynic. You're you're an eternal <clears throat> optimist. I I feel like there has to be someone deep in the uh, you know data mining depths of five thirty eight who is like. <laughs> Just oh yeah, uh, well the model says like 001 percent chance and is like a Spurs fan and just was like we're gonna make it just two. <laughs> Let's just you bump know? it up a bit. Nobody if you give them a ten, if you give them a ten percent chance, everybody like uh, you know I'm a minute bitta, but uh, a two percent chance is like yeah, all right. I wonder if that's has to, our our friend Jeffrey uh, uh, works at Five Thirty Eight, uh, friend of the pod, and he uh, he's not on the sports side, but I, I wonder if he has some sort of you know, pull over there to say, "Hey, bump it up a two for us." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, frankly, when you look at their match project uh, projections for this weekend, um, the fact that they give us even a thirty-four uh, percent chance against Man United, um, I think that that's just blatant. You know, that somebody inside is manually messing with the us. HTML there. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. There's some shadiness in play there for sure. Very, it has to be. Gentlemen, yeah. where where do we start? What what are we even going to talk about here? There is so much. It's like a virtual smorgasbord of of bad topics to dive into. Steve, would you like to take the first pass at the buffet? What do you look? Like? I would love to because there's <laughs> one topic that I think we'll all get carried away on, and I want to make sure that if we're going to talk about it, we do it. Thoroughly. You gotta give it time, huh? Okay. Leadership is the topic. Oh. And this is this is a comment that I mentioned um, you know, in our WhatsApp chat as the game was going on. I don't remember seeing a single player out there after we went one down, two down, three down, four down, five down, uh, who tried to rally the team to try to bring everybody together, to try to organized push forward it just seemed like everybody was sort of resigned to the result nobody out there really looked like they cared at all um there were a few moments more so in the second half where i saw some life from players like kane uh and and hoiberg even though hoiberg in particular was having a bit of a stinker um but outside of, of two or three flashes, most of the guys, their body language was abysmal. Nobody seemed to want to do anything. The fact that club captain Hugo got hooked at halftime under the Injured. injury. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, hey, let's be real. His pride was definitely injured. 
is true. Absolutely. His, his dignity Absolutely. was stolen yeah. from him, right? So yeah, there is there's some reality there. But you know, it, and all the rhetoric that has come from this game, you know, we we saw Stellini got the sack today. Uh, Mason's taken over for what we think is the rest of the season, but we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, everybody's pointing the fingers at at Levy for his appointments, at the board for a lack of direction, but nobody's really putting the light on the players who are the consistent theme across the last several seasons, right? We've, you know, I, I there was a, a, an article, a, a stat, um, that the last time we lost that badly at St. James's Park, uh, Newcastle flipped their entire team. Spurs still had five players who started that loss playing in this fixture, four of them starting. There was nothing, no changes, no turnover, no leadership, no care at all that I saw from the players. And that to me is probably one of the biggest damning things about this club. You know, you can change the coach, you can get Levy out, you can get Enoch out. The players, unless they are held accountable for their inaction on the field, it's just going to be the same shit next season. You know, like you see stories about you know nagelsman wants assurances if he's going to take the job over transfers fucking give it to him if he wants to clear house he should be able to clear house if you have to go out and buy him 11 players to start uh game one of next season that's what you need to do because for me and and i'm sure you guys will you know agree to some extent for me nobody at this club is untouchable right now and I don't see anybody who who really has that fire. And maybe it's just because Conte and Stellini snuffed it out. But, you know, you're professionals. You know, at least pretend you give a shit. You know, at Steve, least- I, was, I was struck today. Um, and we, we talked about this in our chat already. So this is not new to Steve or Mike. But I was struck when, it, um, obviously, we're recording. It is Monday evening. Um, Mike just disappeared. Nice seeing you, Mike. <laughs> but He's it's, Monday, it's Monday evening. So today Stellini was sacked. Mason was announced until the end of the year. Um, presumably. Presumably. Daniel Levy came out and said, hey, this is on me. And, you know, he talked about communicating with the players committee. And I found myself curious, like the players committee, what's what's the players committee? And then saw the names later. And the names I saw were the illustrious Hugo, Eric Dyer, Pierre Hoybier, and Harry Kane. And I thought, well, that's a sack of shit. You know what I mean? Like to me, those are four players who claim to be leaders and I can understand why they get put into that position among the club. They're among the older players in the club. They've, they've been around the block a few times, you know, Harry Kane is one of the most talented football players in the world, all that good stuff. Right. But there are also four people who I think most egregiously do not step up when stepping up is required for do not take accountability beyond platitudes when it comes to like, you know, we have to take this one on the chin we got to get ready for another game next week. Like it's just, it's just all the same nonsense. So when, uh, when accountability means you're going through uh, that leadership group, I have a real issue and concern with that. I think you could argue that Stellini is one of the few people who actually did demonstrate some leadership. And in that he said, I think this is my bad. And it may, it may turn out that this is my bad. And he's paying a price for it. The other guys, nobody's paying for it. And and Steve, to your point, like that's that's the real problem is no one's lack of leadership has cost them to this point. And that's why we are where, where we are. 
Well, th that's precisely the point, right? You look at what we've done as a club over the last five seasons, you know, a manager, if they have a string of poor results, they get sacked, right? Conte saw that, Stellini saw that. This season alone, the players, they, sh they, they let Newcastle score six on them. How many of those guys do you think are going to be in the starting 11 when we play again? Eight of them. You think eight? I, I'd say nine or 10 easy. I, I think maybe you see one change, maybe one. And it's because Hugo's injury. Um, they'll probably just keep Forster in unless it was a fake injury. And then Hugo starts. But I would be shocked, shocked if we saw any more than one change in our next game. And, and that's part of the problem, right? They can underperform. There's nobody to replace them, right? Our, our recruitment is sucked. I'll give you that. But, you know, personally, and, and I know there's going to be fans that have a, a, a problem with this, but if the players who we have are not performing well, we have an academy. You know, we've got youth players who are dying for a chance to get out there and try something. Is it going to work all the time? Absolutely not. You know, they don't have the experience. They're going to make mistakes. But we're making mistakes already, right? So if we're going to make those mistakes, I'd rather give that chance to somebody who could learn from it rather than somebody who has abused the mistakes year after year and still keeps their spot. There is a youngster out there that I know that Ryan Mason is very high on. Harry Winks. I, I had a feeling that was coming up. Uh, I didn't think he was going to go there. but <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. Uh, I think just to just to like uh, really get inside Mike's, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna exclusively refer to Harry Winks as uh, Real Madrid's Harry Winks from all you know, <laughs> just for the in, entire rest of the time. He's that. He's that class. He's he's a sleeper candidate to you know be a starter at Real Madrid. Um, I is, is Steve, he, my, he, my, he and Emerson Royal, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Steve, my uh, my instincts are kind of the same with you, and I think part of the reason I'm particularly just pissed off is um you know you're you're the tactical genius on this particular podcast but um even i know enough to know that if you put a bunch of youngsters out there who are you know m you know maybe uh, had a chat with antonio conte four times in the last year and a half um uh maybe we're starting to pick up on his you know uh, religious uh idolization of a particular formation and then but they have, don't play in the academy, by the way. Just, just oh well. See, you, there you go again. <laughs> an indicator of how little of a shit Conte actually gave about that. Mm -hmm. um, whereas, uh, you know, Salini, uh, like you know, he tried one thing differently, and we look like we were, you know, running around with our, our chicken with our heads cut off. I think this is actually, you know, I, I guess I shouldn't be too shocked. The guy who like you know was a coach for a few months in Syria say, uh, I think I'm saying that correctly. And then was fired. Cause he was crap. Uh, didn't make a great, you know, few week manager for Spurs, but uh, like, there's not like, I would love to just throw the youngsters out there. And maybe that's what Ryan Mason will do. Maybe we'll just say, um, we're going to go to like the most reliable common formation in all of football, you know, whatever that is. Um, or maybe have like a back five. So we don't like, fucking give up anything like what we gave up last time maybe that's it you, you start with a back five 
And then you have the youth and speed of academy players, you know, try and come up with something creative in them in, in midfield and score. But I mean, I think Ryan Mason could earn himself a head coaching job at another club if he had the stones to say, yeah, we're benching six or seven of the starters. We'll keep like Sonny and Kane out there. We'll start, maybe we'll start Forster, uh, maybe Romero, although even Romero is crap, but at least you have at least one backup Rolls-Royce defender theoretically. Uh, and maybe Hoybier, because he was the only one who was classy enough to have a vague sense of public embarrassment about that absolute <laughs> unrelenting, embarrassing, like genetically damaging clusterfuck of a game that we saw this weekend. <laughs> so like, this is like, like you, know, you know, the thing and you know, the thing in Avatar where he's uh, where the it's like near the end and they've got the huge thing loaded up with bombs and they're going to go bomb like the really spiritual place. Wait, uh, I haven't, of, I haven't the seen Navi. the. Are you talking uh, the first the, one or the new the one? The first one, yeah. The yep. first okay. Avatar okay. movie. And, and the guy's like, I'm going to rip a gaping hole in the psychic memory of these people that they're never going to forget. Honestly, yep. that yep. was fucking Sunday for me. It was like, I will never forget the feeling of like, like I thought I, I was actually a fan of a proper, you know, English football club. And turns out I'm not. Um, that is not... Like you could get, I mean, I wonder if you could do like a, like a word cloud of how often certain words are used. If you took all of the post-match media and podcasts and articles, how many times the phrase Sunday league got used in the, uh, in the, in all forms of British press. I would love to see it because I bet it was pretty common because I think if you took a team, not just of high-class Tottenham Hotspur Academy of prospects. But if you took like a really fucking competitive Sunday league, at least they would have put some pain into Newcastle United, right? They would have tried for second chances. They probably didn't have the same speed that our players theoretically are thought to have being highly paid professional athletes. The only job is to stay fit and fast and fucking try once a week. Um, but, you know, oh, woe is me. Your uh, uh, there are parts of your other organization that's supposed to support you that are a little bit in free fall, losing your football director and your manager. Fine, sure, suck it up. You get paid millions of dollars a year to do this shit. All you have to do is try once a fucking week, once a fucking week. And I, and not only that, but anyone who's not doesn't get it up to go after Newcastle, these fucking upstarts that have explicitly said they want to take Tottenham's place in the top six. Like fuck you. Like where are you? What 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 are your priorities? I. It was disgusting. It's utterly disgusting. I, I texted uh, a Manchester United friend of mine. Uh, I was like, I think I'm just gonna give up on soccer here for a while. Like I, it, like I just need to care less for a little while. Um, so anyway, but Steve. So to go back to the tactical point, uh, <laughs> I, I would love to throw academy guys in this and just get give them a chance to showcase and be like, hey, if we're truly that pathetic that we're giving even though we're that close we're giving up on champions league and 538 only gives us a two percent chance i'd love to throw academy brats at this thing just to show what they can do um but again if if they're if they're going to go into a system that no one has any idea but i guess if ryan mason is much more intimately involved maybe there maybe there's a way i mean at the very least put dan juma and the dude has two goals in like 90 minutes of game time <laughs> That's a better return than most of our squad, barring Kane. Seriously. And he actually makes breaks toward the goal, too. That's a really interesting thing about him as a player is, like, uh -huh. he tries to put himself in position to score. It's uncanny. Mike, what are you thinking there, buddy? I'm thinking, 
maybe I shouldn't have fucking gone on this. You guys are having a rough mess with each other. You guys need to get a room, you and Brian. <laughs> you realize we, we scripted yeah. this for you not to be here mike like yeah we, you're just you're breaking into the the band he's just designed. jealous we're like you and your we're droids like the, um, we're like the anti-captain planet when our powers combine things are even <laughs> shittier than we thought it's like proper fucking toxic waste <laughs> I, I gotta tell you so my whole take on the thing i did not actually see the game live just watching the uh the low lights i guess you could say um i did have a guy see me today i was i was talking to my buddy ross uh and I, I had a guy see me with uh my spurs cap on today he looked at me oh sorry he's wearing a west ham shirt oh and i was like yeah that's pretty rich you're telling me sorry <laughs> but you know things are looking a little off since he got rid of boys but um anyway you know just watching those those highlights um I, I I can't see where anybody on this on this team deserves to continue, you know, starting on a day in day out basis uh, because of the fact that uh, the lack of effort, like the immediate give up after the very first goal, immediately they gave up. What was that? Eight seconds into the game? I mean, yeah, it something was, like that. It was sixty-two. Insane. Sixty-two. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So Just I mean, shoot me. you know, you 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 give up the second a goal. I mean, obviously they didn't want Stanley there. I think that they weren't given that option by the owner. Um, I I think that the owner is partially to blame for this too. Um, but how the hell do we know whether he went? Into you know went to Harry Kane and and, and and Hugo and the other leaders of this team and said, "Hey, uh, do you guys think we should continue with Salimi or not?" Who knows if they said that, but if they didn't go in and ask the players what they thought about this, because they had to have known if Salimi was sticking around that this was going to happen. That they didn't; these guys didn't like this style of football, so they're just not going to play it. That's that's what happened. They didn't like it to begin with. They liked what they had last year because it was fun. It was kind of innovative and different. And 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 then you know they thought that's probably what they thought they were going to be getting this season. And then Conte comes in this season and says, "Oh no 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 no, that's not what's happening here. What's happening now is I'm actually putting in the full system, and I'm going to depress you for the rest of your goddamn lives." So you're or saying that I'm, or until I'm gone. You're saying that performance was a form of player protest because they didn't like yes. Yeah, that's what well, I think. I don't know that I don't know See, that I'm picking up I, what you're putting down there, buddy. Oh, is that I'm, is that scathing? Is that scathing? Is that is is that a is that a hot take that I shouldn't have had? I don't, I, you know, oh, wow, drama you Mike. Know, wow. Well, Forget drama me and you're drama Mike. <laughs> you you guys want to tear down I mean for what they're not. These are professional athletes, they don't just give up. And it pisses you know, me yeah. off to see them give up out there. But if they're if they're gonna go, you know, and they're gonna say this is what it's gonna be like, you know, if you continue with this guy. Obviously, they they went, you know, they they had this meeting, and it happened. They had to get him out of it. They didn't like they didn't like playing soccer. Anymore. They didn't like the feeling that was happening. You know, Stellini reminds me of that 
like droopy dog. You know, he's kind of like just sad all the time. You know, he's just like not engaged on the sidelines. Doesn't he didn't really know what to do half the time. Um, <laughs> um so like that's the that's the problem here. And you know, you need I I've said it over and over again. You need coaching staff that's gonna engage these players in a positive way that's gonna make them want to play for that manager. Otherwise, if you're gonna have a guy like Jose Mourinho, God rest his soul, um <laughs> He's still alive, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Nudo, God rest his soul, and Conte, God rest his soul, and and the the friggin' eight other guys who came before them and after them and will come after them, you, then you're not going to have a team that's engaged. No, no matter if you have Harry fucking Kane or you have Harry fucking Maguire on your team. Wait, Roma's, Roma's doing okay, aren't they? Uh, Roma's actually free-falling right now. Well, I'd, I'd rather be free-falling right now instead of just dead in the water like we are. They're actually, you know, I think, in fifth place. For, for the second time... That, for the second time tonight, I think I have to break out a Homer Simpson quote. That's here. <laughs> if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You go in every day and do it real half-assed. They couldn't be bothered to do that. Uh, yeah. Mike, I, I don't know that I'm buying. I don't know that I'm buying the they were sad about what they were being asked to do, so they protested. I I can't. To, to be fair. I can't, Makes sense of that. I didn't say sad. I said I, I, I'm saying that they were mad. Okay, to, they were mad about what they had to do, despite you know, the hundreds of thousands of pounds per week that they collect. Being, weren't being if they weren't. I'm just saying if they weren't being consulted, then that's a problem. You know, I, I I agree with Mike to a certain degree. I I can see that because there's no that, accountability. That sad, sad is not mad. But there's no accountability <laughs> for the players, right? So if they if if Mike is right and they are, you know, doing this as some form of protest because they don't like the style that they're playing, you know, he's also correct in saying that they're professionals. They're getting paid, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds to play this fucking game. You can't be accountable for those actions. Like you can just toss in the towel, do whatever you want because it's not going to affect you like that. That's no way to to run a team. That's no way to to be a club. That's the other way to be. I like my Spurs. I like my Spurs the way. I like my Spurs the way I like my uh, my unions. You know, (laughs) what's that? Strong and standing up for themselves. And and do you think? Do you think that's what we saw yesterday? Do I think that's what we saw yesterday? Do you? Do I honestly believe that this was some form of protest? I want to. Holy crap, man! I I think you're you are crazy right now. You've been it's, in Florida too long. Florida. Florida. You either stay suck. there or or get your shit together when you come home, man. You think they just suck? You think they just suck, and or or you think that they're just overpaid babies and they gave up? I think all of the above, and they are. They've been beaten up by too much turnover. They've been told they suck for too long. They now believe that they suck. They don't contribute to anything, and I don't think they're good enough to throw a game. Let <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're yeah. good enough to throw a game. They they just suck. And they don't listen. I mean, like, I I hear what you're saying about Mourinho, Nuno, Conte. It's I get it. But also, these are managers who have found success. Oh, Mike's angry now. He's yelling at other people. These are managers who found success 
in other places. And then they come to us and success eludes them. And that, that tells me like, it's not all on the guy in charge and not bringing the right ingredients to the table. It's, it's rotten ingredients to start with. And you get a crappy souffle when your ingredients. I've got to say just because even I need to inject a little optimism here. <laughs> I, I have to give a shout out to Davinson Sanchez who stepped into the game after being absolutely embarrassingly booed off by his own fans, which was crap for the record, just which was absolutely crap. He stepped into that game and was the best of the defenders that were out there. Yeah. He wasn't great, but he still stepped up and rather than just, you know, doing the same shit that we saw last week, he tried to to do better right there was there was intent there there was motivation there was something behind the way that he was playing to just not accept that the game was lost he actually tried he put effort in and and i got to respect that you know after the shit that our yeah. fans pulled on him last week kudos man like you stepped up and and you know you did Honestly, better it, than every other it, defender out there. I think that's actually a really good point. Like if anybody could have had a pass to kind of give a collective middle finger to Spurs fans this week, he's the only one. And he didn't. He did the exact opposite of that. So it points to him on that one. Yeah, valid. Um, but I keep I keep thinking about, you know, like uh our our mutual friend uh Trey, the the crabbiest man in North America, um, and uh really uh, one of Mike and my best friends. Um he uh, he has this thing that i don't know i think his grandfather said or something that's basically like you know if you meet an asshole in the morning then you, you met an asshole if all you meet are assholes all day you're the asshole you're um, the asshole right you're right he's been saying this for decades i'm i'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure um oh, yeah. and i keep thinking of, about daniel levy and you know it's like it, if it's one manager uh well he's the asshole but it's if it's every manager that comes through, you know, like something is rotten, I think. And I it is taken the last couple of months. I, I, it has put me over the top. I think that there has to be like and I'm sure, Daniel, when you listen to this, it's really nothing personal. You've done a wonderful commercial job over the last 20 plus years. The club is in wildly different status than it was uh, when you took it over. It's worth way more than it should be, even given the inflation of value of clubs in the, in the team. So, Daniel, it's nothing personal. You had a great run. Everybody has great runs. Yours just needs to be fucking over. Um, so step into, like, executive chairman, get all the financial benefit of being executive chairman, but appoint someone else who has day-to-day actual operational chairmanship leadership goals. And I think they need to clean house with players, with coaching. I think... Uh, you know, frankly, like they have more injuries uh, per player. And I don't think it's like when it was Pochettino and we had more injuries than most other clubs did. And you can attribute it down to the style and he was working mm-hmm. to the bone. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. But Conte is not. I mean, he he apparently came in and, and made some improvements to that compared to Nuno. But like who wouldn't? Right. I would come in and do that. And nobody's going to pay me that kind of money to do anything. So uh, I just th- I think that. um it needs to start at the top. It needs to start at the top. Um, I'm finally there. There's, you know, in the end, in the end, we can all sit here and have our own. Just, you know, the the only question in my head is is like, you know, where do we go? 
I'm sure you guys have other questions, but <laughs> I'm sure you have other questions. We do, but Mike, I think we should answer that question in just a little bit. First, I want to share a hypothesis, and then there's a really important question we want to ask. Is it okay if we approach it that way? Oh, yeah. here's my hypothesis, gentlemen. And you know, I know that Mike and I are the oldest two participants in this uh, in this podcast at the moment. I am I'm the older by a couple years. I want to say Mike reminded me of that earlier today. <laughs> um, but I can say that I did. When you guys were little, did you ever watch the Brady Bunch? You guys mm-hmm. ever see the Brady Bunch at all? Steve, I have. Oh, yeah. I, as a matter that, of fact, the, I have. All right, that exists in your world. You know what it is, yeah. like like yeah. the, the panel. I mean, it was on intro. TV Land, yeah. you know, where they played. Here's, here's yeah, I was going to say yeah. we had Nick, we had Nick like Nick at night. Yeah. <laughs> so here's my hypothesis. There, this all goes back to the Lucas Mora hat trick. Okay, Lucas Mora hat trick at IX. This kind of is in the the Steve's conspiracy corner arena. I just want to <laughs> kind of label this appropriately. As soon as you said that, I was like, "Wait, is he stepping on Steve's conspiracy ground?" I, I, I kind of am. We, we haven't gone there in a while, but here <laughs> here's the thing: Lucas Mora's hat trick was not supposed to happen. It was not written in the 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 script of life. It was an aberration that shouldn't have occurred. It reminds me of a Brady Bunch episode. Late in the Brady Bunch's run, I remember they were on like some sort of vacation in Hawaii and old handsome teenager Greg is surfing. I don't know if you guys remember this at all. And he comes across like this little tiki idol that he finds on the beach. And if I remember right, he makes like a a necklace out of it and starts wearing this little tiki idol around his neck. And as soon as he puts that tiki idol on, which you're not supposed to mess with, really, really bad things start happening. And like it goes really, really bad because he he grabs something he wasn't supposed to grab. I think Lucas Moore's hat trick was the Brady Bunch Tiki Idol. I think it wasn't supposed to be found. It wasn't supposed to be put on. And it started a a chain of events that has cascaded into the moment that we're in right now, which may translate to like beautiful rejuvenation and a future that is exciting. But at the moment, we're all in like Brian land where it's like, do I really like this club? Do I really like football? Do I want to keep (laughs) doing this? Like we're all in that place. Lucas Moore hat trick, Brady Bunch Tiki Idol. See, I, I, this is the entire theory of that Loki show that's on uh, Disney Plus, which I actually highly recommend. Ooh, don't uh, know that one. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, Loki, brother of Thor, uh, and it's about messing with time and how mm-hmm. there's this agency that literally exists across the universe to prevent divergences from what the universe is supposed to do nice. basically got it, got it, got and it. uh you know uh and hijinks ensue it's a lot of fun but literally an entire agency in this in the marvel universe cinematic universe exists to prevent lucas mora from the hat trick <laughs> is that, that's uh this you know they, no this is a uh a theory i can really run with i like it all right i, I like that kind of feedback that's fantastic no, but Steve. I, I could, but but think real very very quickly because I because I want to but think about it. If that doesn't happen, then the you know purification fire of getting rid of the dead weight on the roster that Pochettino wants to happen that probably happens. Mm-hmm. There's probably a fire sale. There's mm-hmm. a rebuilding. They promote people from the academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. It was a real, you know, a tremendous disappointment to lose the Champions League final. It was amazing to be there in the first place. And the Lucas Moore hat trick is one of the most like amazing, joyous events I've had as a Spurs fan. But at the same time, like it, it helped, it, it allowed us to limp along. It was the beginning of the end, if we're being honest, right? It should have never happened. 
Steve, I know you probably don't have any comment because I stepped in your conspiracy corner, but I bet you have a question that you that would like some, to introduce. That is, that is some like Earth 22 fucking conspiracy shit. Like, Sweet. That's like, that's like alternate timeline, alternate universe. Like, holy shit. Like, this is, we just went into like Spurs multiverse. Yeah. It, it, it proved me wrong. I like it. Spurs. Tottenham Hotspur, the multiverse is madness. <laughs> 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 All right, that might we might have an episode Spider-Man. title there. Steve, I think you should cue our special guest Brian up to ask a re- very special question. What do you think? Uh, I think that sounds like a fine idea. So, Brian, as I'm sure you're aware, every episode of this show, we ask a very important question to a very um, individual. Uh, <laughs> a very individual, a very deserving young boy. <laughs> I, I was gonna say important, but eh. <laughs> so uh, I would, as as our guest, I would love it if you would do us the honor and ask the very important question to the most Floridian individual on the show <laughs> at this time. Are you kidding? Mike hasn't been this hot since he accidentally drunkenly stepped in his fire pit. Uh, like uh, I would, the question would be, and by the way, we need to get chat GPT or it's elk to generate a song a la the, uh, the new girl uh, title. Uh, it'll be like, hey, Mike, what you drinking? You know, like something like that. That's uh, fantastic. We need, we need chatty. We need like that. That, that like, kind of like, like flapper vibe to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. Listen to that, the, yeah. the the new girl theme yeah. song and imagine singing the, uh, hey, Mike, what are you drinking? It's uh, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, you know, uh, Brian just throws on this. Uh, as he was about to take his class off, to come to the are you, are you guys all back though? We, my we, wife? We've been here we this whole time. We didn't go anywhere, brother. We, we've been no. here all along. It's, all it's right. Florida. Cool. It's messing with you. DeSantis no, has, yeah, has worked his way into your video feed. DeSantis heard us talking about Tucker Carlson. Um, so, uh, yeah, guys, I love I love when each one of you uh, ask that question. But, uh, Brian, I especially love it when you ask it because your special guy comes on for us and, and pinch hits and does everything we need you to do. Um, when we need you to do it, which is great. Um, and uh, the, today I have a, a great offering. I did do the uh, the boozy blue milk uh, today at, at the park, um, and I did a little Instagram on that. Um, but today we have Big Storm Brewing Company. Um, this is called in where. Uh, Pinellas Park, Florida. Hmm. Root and can by uh, Florida's craft beer forecast is said over which is a big store, apparently. Uh, Silver Fox Cold IPA, 7% alcohol, comes in a one pint can, uh, sticker for a label, so obviously it's not as cool as this one <laughs> from Tampa Bay, who actually printed cans or whatever. <clears throat> this is kind of cool. It's got a Silver Fox in it, of course. My, my hairdresser at my last haircut told me I was well on my way to becoming a silver fox. So I there obviously you have, you know, fond, uh, well, fond feelings about this gear already. No, no shame in that, brother. No shame at all. They were also hitting me, so that's okay. Whoa. Actually, that was good. Some good sound effects. 
I'm curious what the uh, the Silver Fox lukewarm IPA tastes like as well. If you wouldn't mind doing a review of that afterwards as well. Lukewarm. <laughs> My guess is that it's an IPA that they brewed as a longer at longer temperatures. Oh, there's I'm pouring it into this beautiful plastic cup. <laughs> nice. <laughs> looks Which is funny. Because looks I'm very like, uh, concertish of you. Stocked, I'm in a fully stocked like apartment basically <laughs> we have we have nice boxes don't you love mike when you're at like a concert or a ball game and you spend like 16 bucks on a good beer and then they they pour it in a plastic cup like you just did you're like damn something's something's missing hey, here okay I'm, I'm just leaning into the business okay um this beer straight off the top it'd be super it, it'd be hazy. super florida if mike had like chilled the plastic cup though <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah for sure you know but uh let's get into this see what happens it smells pretty decent oh it's boy thick. <clears throat> did you say thick it's thick just like you like your beer huh thick thick like a know. florida marsh or no, like a thick mouthfeel. Yeah, like a Florida Marsh. Um, oh, God. It, 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 it's got like a, you know, it has all the characteristics of the IPA. It has that kind of a, the hoppy, bitter bite to it. It's got, um, it does have some citrus notes, but like the, the, the quote unquote mouthfeel, um, it, it has like a, almost like a nitro-ish, but it's not nitro. It's not creamy. It's thick. It's like a, Goddamn Guinness draft, but as an IP, if it were an IPA, um, it tastes okay. I think it's just kind of okay. Hmm. I don't think it's much of anything being special. Um, it could have been much better. Um, this uh, a this can says that it pairs well with cheesy bread, chocolate pudding, and pork roast. What the fuck? Wait, wait what was the last thing? Pork roast? Pork roast. Wow. Mm -hmm. I'm still like an hour away from dinner and I'm famished. So like it's just even you listing the things it's good with is like making me even more hungry. <laughs> so, uh, it, I, yeah. Uh, cold, it's a winter seasonal, apparently. It, they are captivating cold. Their captivating cold IPA combines our in-house ale yeast with Sultana and Bravo hops. Bravo hops. That's that's what it is. Um, oh, obviously, of course, yes. Just, <laughs> I'm just okay with it. Like you could, if I had nothing else to drink, you know, if it were a choice between Budweiser, Bud Light, you know, and a couple of other premium beers. And they were like, hey, we have this IPA. I was like, okay, I could drink that all, all night at a walk or something, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but it's not anything special. It's just got a weird mouthfeel. I so, don't necessarily not like it. So it might be a silver fox, but it's not hanging out at its local bar hitting on 22-year-olds seven nights a week. Oh. <laughs> it better not be. <laughs> or at least not successfully. Unless, uh, unless, unless, yeah. Unless it is... Uh, looking for the thick girls uh 
T-H-I-C-C, as it were. Uh, as the kids say. say the kids. Uh, oh, God. You've been in Disney too long. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I, I don't necessarily not like it, uh, but, you know, it's drinkable. Um, you guys have your scores in? Yep. Yep. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say 3.1. You were close, Dave. You were close. I was close. Uh, I was close. Steve and I were up to a little shenanigans, but I'm just going to say I was close. We'll leave it at that. I went too okay. low. How about a how about a song for this thick mouthfeel goes well with pork roast <clears throat> experience? Uh, you would, Dave would probably want me to go with something like a thong song on this one, or. Uh... <laughs> Or fat bottom girl. Let me see your booty drop. Yeah, that's that's a good song. <laughs> um, okay, you're know, gonna go with that. Uh, that remember, remember that weird craze? Like, what does the fox say? Oh God, yes. There, actually, I saw a commercial for that. Like oh, yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah, they're in it. Mike, they're I'd actually it, go yeah. with a little baby got back. That would be my my recommendation for you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, no, I'm gonna go. You know. And it's, be, and it's because I had a feeling and not, not, you know, I had a feeling it's going to be more than a feeling. Boston. More than a feeling. I had a feeling this beer was going to be like this. Now I have more than a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> After I tasted it. It's just okay. You know, I, I, these beers are like, I, I understand like Vermont beers have always had like all these breweries, they kind of, they're trying to play off each other and one-off each other. And uh, these other states who want to get into the IPA game, most of them outside of like the New England states and the coastal states in the, in the West, haven't done anything to kind of distinguish themselves on the, uh, in the IPA game. They're all trying to do Vermont IPA, cold IPA. I just looked it up. It's literally what I said it was. It's an IPA that is brewed with lager yeast at colder temperatures. This is not that. They use an ale, an ale yeast, not a lager yeast. So they incorrectly called it a cold IPA. Therefore, unbelievable. Can't, can't even get that score, right. Sir. Man. Three points deducted from your score, sir. False, I mean, adverti- false advertising and disappointment for something that came from Florida. That's never happened before. <laughs> so I, I think you should lower your rating down to like at least a 2.9 would be my recommendation. Uh, 2.96 2. there. 0.96. Uh, the 0.4% the uh, is, is left for Ron DeSantis. So. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, folks, yeah. this is this has been Hey Mike, what you drinking with uh another another unimpressive uh out of state beer by Mike. But you know what, Mike, I do agree. Like I, I've had beers from a number of states, and I'm not trying to be like northeast New England elitist about beer, but there is genuinely something different. And when you go to other places that are trying to replicate it, it just doesn't work. Uh there's a difference. A Maybe count of, count us fortunate that we get to I can buy that at the gas station. I can buy like world class beer, you know down on the on the street corner and maybe i'm a dick for saying that but um i feel fortunate that we we got that in our backyard yeah 
and then you know brian has nothing but narragansett down his way so like that's <laughs> basically where where he is right I'm told that there are some excellent independent breweries around here. I just don't go to them. That's um, right. You're a non-beer yeah. guy. So yeah, yeah. that's uh, we, we have, still uh, love and respect you. Which is so, okay. A, a lovely French peak pole white wine is what I'm drink, is what I'm drinking, but I don't have go. a segment. Uh, so. Bottle or box? Hopefully Bottle. boxed. <laughs> pretentious <laughs> bastard. <laughs> but I, I got nothing. I am pretentious, but not about box wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully in favor of box wine. I promise. If it makes you feel any better, I'm not drinking a beer either. I've actually got a mead. Oh, there um, you go, fancy ooh. guy. Yes. From yes. Gronfeld? Yep, from Gronfeld. Buckland mead. Oh, Buckland, like the uh, the area in the Shire. I like yes, it. Yes, as a matter of fact, it's a craft mead with green tea and lemon. It's quite nice. Huh. Mike, what was that word you were thrown out last week that we found out was a word from the hobbit i guarantee you that brian knows that one if he didn't listen he knows part of the line it's confusticated confusticated does that mean anything to you brian confusticated i i i, I actually so rose it will be two and a half in a week or so and can follow stories like pretty well and so we are uh We've just finished watching the movie of the Fellowship of the Ring, and we're listening to the Hobbit audiobook narrated by Andy Serkis uh, when we're in the car, oh. like to, to and from daycare. Yeah, he do, he does all of the trilogy, and he's now done the Hobbit, and he's going to mm-hmm. do the Silmarillion. Um, I would recommend everything except for the Silmarillion. It's really even even Andy Serkis narration is not going to make that palatable for everybody, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Rose is like really into it uh, and, and she like can follow the thing. So she'll like, you know, she said the other day, uh, she, she, like we had just finished like one of the early scenes and she goes, those wolves are mean, but Bilbo got saved by the eagles. And I was like, that is a, an exact summation of what happened in that scene. That is kind <laughs> of crazy. You're two and a half. You just gave me like a, one chapter plot summary. <laughs> yeah, Brian will, will, will know. Uh, he knows. And I, and I know that you guys know that um, she now has surpassed uh, my reading comprehension um, <laughs> uh, and listening comprehension skills. Um, so so uh, congrats to your daughter at two and a half, uh, having uh, a more well-rounded reading and, and listening comprehension uh, than a 47-year-old <laughs> uh, jokester like myself. So, well, so Brian, we'd sure love to have that to her. We'd love to have Rose on to replace Mike next week. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is she available? Or absolutely. Hey, hey Rose, yeah. what are you drinking? Well, this is a <laughs> this is an organic milk. Uh, it's it's from <laughs> it's from March. Um, <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Hey, this, this was this was. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? Well done as usual, buddy. So here's the question we're left with. We got probably a few minutes to work with. So what happens from here? What where do we go? What what is what is the the next play that is going to occur? Have we got ideas? I mean, I've said it for weeks. The season was over weeks ago. I mean, anybody who's still watching these games and expecting fight and results and a chance at reaching that top four is frankly delusional. You know, you'll I, I guarantee you. If you just accept this season for what it is, an absolute embarrassment and an awful viewing, and you just approach these games like, yeah, you know, we're probably going to get absolutely destroyed. The team's probably going to look poor. 
we're probably going to have way more questions than answers. You're going to enjoy yourself more. When I watched the Newcastle game and watched us get thrashed literally 62 seconds into the game when Newcastle scored, I wasn't even mad. I was just looking at it like, yeah, well, you know, I kind of expected that to happen. And frankly, I was able to enjoy it more because it became less about getting the results and more about, okay, well, what do I see from the players? Is there anybody that I'm actually interested in keeping around in the long term? Um, I don't expect Mason to work miracles. I don't expect this team to turn things around. We'll probably get maybe another win or two more than what we expected, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but that's about it. You know, I'm not expecting any grand change uh, to the direction of the club right now. The only thing that is going to bring around change is change. We need a new coaching staff and a good one who is ready for the job, who has a clear idea of what they're going to do. I think you were absolutely spot on, Brian. You know, Levy needs to step back, let somebody else work on the footballing side of things. I think, you know, this appointment of, uh, what was it, Munn, uh, to come in and, and try to do some stuff above the director of football level, that might help to some degree. I mean, it's yet to be seen, but for the rest of the season, you know, I, I'm just watching it to watch it. You know, I'm not watching it with any expectations. I'm not watching it, expecting the team to turn things around for Mason. And I'm not going to be mad when they fail. You know, I, I I'm just going to, continue to hop on and, and chat about the failures with you guys and look forward to maybe next season where hopefully we've got, you know, something a little bit more optimistic to, to look forward to, but that's kind of where I'm at. That's where Steve is. Brian, how about you? <clears throat> um, this is going to sound facile and I apologize in advance, but it's going to go in one of two ways my irrepressible optimism when and it is you know i can't kill it i've tried it doesn't work it just it can't it's like uh to use another comic book metaphor it's like uh you know doomsday like my optimism it it only takes and it gets strength from anything that actually hurts it so it's it's truly like indestructible so i would say part of me really wants ryan mason to like watch ted lasso and just go go like full Roy Kent as like former player, now manager, and just go in and, and like tear everyone a new one. And because he knows them so well and know he knows intricately well when they're not giving a shit, when they're not trying. And he has the power to bench them, you know, he has the power to like have them not even get on the bus to go to our matches from here on out, and which of which there are six, right? I think we just finished 32 um so if ryan mason finds his inner roy kent and can really um give us one for the ages in terms of slapping the crap out of his current squad to get results out of it we do still sit in what fifth fifth place fourth Mm -hmm. place we're in fifth um, we're literally like three points off fourth. Is that correct? I could be. Yeah, we are play two games more. Yes, yeah, this is true. We are six points off fourth. But at least, at, listen, I, I think Mason could, if if we win out, we have a shot. We have a shot at keeping the Europa League at, the, at a minimum, not the goddamn Europa Conference Sunday League, um, but keeping the Europa League. And if 
either of the Uniteds, Manchester or Newcastle, falter. They have late season injuries. They their form falls off. You know, uh, they wake up one morning and Newcastle realizes that they're owned by one of the worst violators of human rights in modern you know world history, and decide they don't want to play for them anymore. Uh, any of those things could happen. We could actually sneak our way into the Champions League. That's my optimistic take. My winning and making money makes you makes you not care about that shit, though, Brian. Uh, yep. Yeah, Brian, are you are you suggesting that, Newcastle that, players would protest against that. the like management because they don't like what they're doing, so they would not show up and play? Is that what you're suggesting? Uh, I'm just saying. No, I think I've caveated all of this with a lot of ifs here, gents. All right, like so. Uh, <laughs> I think that is sadly the the less likely thing to happen. I think more likely is, you know, looking at our remaining schedule, we'll be lucky to win or tie half of those matches and we're but, gonna but, but, limp but, over the finish line and maybe not get into Europe. But Brian, Mike said our players protested because they didn't like the the way they were being asked to play. Nothing to do with human rights abuses, just didn't like the management decisions, but our players protested, right? Well, I think that Mike is full of crap. So um, I, I, I don't think that's what I don't think that's what's happening. I think the club is in free fall, and it's fair to not. Uh, I will say it's possibly a lot less sinister than that. That it wasn't an active protest. Is that they literally didn't know what the hell they were supposed to do because they've been playing Conte ball for a year and a half, and they got punished for not doing anything outside of his very rigid understanding of what they should do. And so well, when someone then comes in and thinks that they're smart and tries to switch up that system and it fails disastrously, like I have a small amount of theoretical sympathy for that. But uh, no, I, I think likely we're going to sadly miss Europe for the first time in a while, um, even like the Conference League. Um, I think that just the trend lines for even how <laughs> fucking Aston Villa are playing versus how we're playing, sadly, don't look good. Uh, so this is the, the least optimistic I've been as a Spurs fan since I found it, guys. I found my previous worst Tottenham experience, which was May 15th of 2016, when we lost also at St. James's Park to Newcastle 5-1. to one. And uh, Jorginho Wijnaldum uh, had uh, a hat trick. Mitrovic had two assists and none other than Musa Sissoko had two assists in that game. I've cited this previously and I couldn't remember what year game it was. This was awful. That was a 5-1 drubbing and it was the last game of the season. That was the last time that I felt this bad. Um, and I think I feel worse than I did that day. Uh, yeah, we didn't. We had Pochettino then and I had a vague amount of faith in the otherwise leadership of the club and I don't have that anymore. Mike, how do you feel about um, Brian's belief that we're not going to get any European place at all? So that means essentially we'll dip down to eighth, presumably, right? Because top seven gets you at least in the conference league. What do you think, Mike? I know, I know. Well, I know Brian doesn't think too much of my opinions. Um, it's fine. It's fine. I think a lot of your opinions, just just your opinion about the players protesting on the pitch. I, I no, I I think I made it clear that you know I want it to be that. Um, I'm hoping that it's that we have a lot of really great world-class players. Um, they haven't been given the tools um, in the past three years with five fucking managers to be able to succeed. Um, I want it to be a form of protest. I want the players to have, have some fight and have something left in them to say, 
hey, we're the good collection of players. We can play this game. We know how to play this game. Uh, they're not, they've not been given the tools for it. But. So I want it to be a form of protest. Um, <clears throat> that all said, uh, Aston Villa, I, I like Alan Watkins. I really do. <laughs> I keep picking I keep picking them in uh, in our fuckwits pool. Um, but you know, um, in the end, uh Aston Villa's getting getting good. Um th- there's a lot of parody in this league. And whether Tottenham Hotspur are up there or not, parody in a league like the English Premier League Premier League is is a good thing. It's better when Tottenham is is good um, for us as fans. Uh, it's not the end of the world uh, if we lose. Uh, I, I think I said it uh, last week, and I've said it in other weeks. You know, my Boston Red Sox—they're really, really good for like a year, two, three. They'll win a World Series, and then they're shit for two, three years. And we have to keep doing this and keep doing this. We recycle, and you know, you throw out the old trash and bring in. You bring in uh, new stuff that gets old and gets moldy, and you throw that trash out. And it's, but but the thing is, we haven't at, at Tottenham, we haven't thrown the trash out yet. We're throwing little bits of trash away, so it's like we're hoarders, right? We hoard these players, hmm. and we don't get rid of them. We don't get rid of them. You know why? Because That's well put. Every little every little player it has sentimental value. Harry Kane has so much sentimental value. But you know what? You have to let Harry Kane go be Harry Kane. If you want to love Harry Kane, you have to let him go be Harry Kane. But if Harry Kane wants to stay and play and be the guy and and, and do the stuff with the club that he grew up with, then you have to let him do that, but you have to give him the tools to do it. You have to let guys like Sonny go and play. You have to let guys who are Serve the club and have loved the club. Go and play. I think. Um, I think we're wasting a giant resource uh, in Emerson Royale if we bring in a new. If we bring in a new uh, manager that runs the back four, um, we we need to keep Emerson around. He said he wants to go. <clears throat> um, and I think that, and this is going to be my last point here. If a guy, if we want a guy to come in like Julian Nagelsmann, he's the only guy that's left out there right now that can demand of that can demand of the management of the ownership that you give me what I want or I'm not coming. Um. It, it, because in the end, a guy like any any of the uh, any any of the guys that are that are left out there, uh, whether it's Grant Potter, whether it's Brendan Rodgers, whether it's any of those guys, they can't come in and demand you give me what I want or else. They can't do that. They they don't have that. They don't have that ability to do that. None of those guys do. Um, Nagelsmann does, and if that's what we want. If Nagelsmann wants to come in and we want that as a club, he Levy has to has to kind of acquiesce to his requests. One way or another, it has to be done. Um, but if they just want to, if Levy wants just another puppet, 
go ahead, you know, hire somebody uh, from another league from a, that's never been familiar. Hire somebody that we've never heard of. Um, hire somebody who's not willing to change their system uh, because they're a win now coach. You know, uh, I don't mind hiring a guy that we've never heard of, but he has to be supportive. You know, and Nagelsmann is a guy who plays the way we want. I like Nagels, and, and, and again, we're not getting punch. It's not happening. He's going to be in Chelsea in uh, probably the next few days. So if the fan, if we don't want the fan base to burn down the new stadium, then uh, maybe we're going to think about pushing some money toward Nagelsman's way. And that's it. Mike, those are good thoughts. Good stuff. Appreciate that. My closing thoughts are very simple. They are as follows it is time to clean house from top to bottom sell every player including i've actually believed this since the summer of 2019 i've hinted at it a few times it is time to sell harry kane it has been time to sell harry kane for a long Mm -hmm. time i unfortunately think he can only be sold to a team where he doesn't have to show up when the when the chips are down because that's not in his skill set to show up when the chips are down, but it is time to sell Harry Kane to the highest bidder and move on. And with that, this has been Wicked Spursy. Brian, it's been great to have you here. Um, we Always appreciate fun, you, guys. brother. N- no response necessary to that one. Any closing, Thank you. like any closing snippet words from you, Brian? You got to jump into our little rhythm here at the end. What do you got? <laughs> a three-word um, mantra. <laughs> Uncle Daniel sounds a lot like Uncle Vanya. Mm, interesting. <laughs> and Steve, what would you say as we close things out? Don't be an asshole. I like it. And Michael from Florida, Disney man himself. What'll it be? Coys, 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 coys. And he save everyone. <laughs>